It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. The number here is uh, 800-922-6680. Joe Biden drew the worst viewing figures for a presidential state of the union or state of confusion address in 30 years. <laughs> this was almost as bad as, uh, I'm trying to think of the, like the worst dancing with the stars person. But anyway, 38 million Americans uh, tuned in compared to 45.5 for Trump and 48 for Obama for the state of the union. And everybody knew it was going to be terrible. And, and there's a reason why not so many people were watching the state of the union. And it's why? Because the State of the Union is crap. Yeah, the State of the Union is really terrible right now. And so that's the reason why not so many people watched uh, the State of the Union. And, of course, people blame Joe Biden for it. And they should because of a whole bunch of executive orders and a whole lot of stupid stuff he's done in the last year. So there is that. There is that. Not a very well-viewed State of the Union, and I'm sure that most of you probably didn't, but I did it for you. I suffered the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or Joe Biden's speeches so I could bring them to you and make fun of him. So, there you go. Not very good. Uh, We've got an American Truckers update I will uh, share here shortly. Looks like the truckers are going to be rolling into uh, D.C. Have you noticed how that story was knocked off the front pages? Completely knocked off the front pages. Not even there, guys. And this is disappointing, of course. There are a lot of other things in the world to concern ourselves with. But I do believe as the convoy rolls into Washington, D.C., the momentum is going to build even more. People's Convoy uh, has experienced rapid growth each day on its uh, eight-state cross-country journey to D.C., adding even more states in the Buckeye State after merging with six other convoys when it passed through Indiana. Did you see any about this? I've only, the only thing I've seen it on it is uh, social media. With this two days to go until they reach D.C., this trucker-led caravan now includes over 10,000 vehicles re- with reports of it being as long as 70 miles long. That's about uh, half of a Russian convoy or about uh, two-thirds of a Trump rally outside of Arizona during the last uh, campaign. So this is pretty big. Um, The the convoy has tripled in size, uh, 3,000 vehicles as of Tuesday now, 10,000. All seven groups of truckers converged at the Ted Everett Farm Equipment in Monrovia, Indiana. I hear they've got a combine sale uh, uh, for an overnight stay on uh, Wednesday night, and they were greeted by a massive shifting gears rally. Dear Lord, I wish you could have been there. That thousands attended to show their support for the uh, group's protests, and they will begin to reach breach uh, D.C., the Beltway, uh, tomorrow. So there you go. Haven't heard hide nor hair. That's uh, an expression my dad used to do, use. Haven't heard hide nor hair of uh, the trucker convoy with regard to the mainstream media. Uh, With regard to Ukraine, a nuclear power plant in Ukraine was bombed by the Russians. There was reports of uh, one of the uh, coolant towers being on fire. That appears to be put out. Several people were killed. Uh, There is no radiation leak at this point. I will continue with what I said yesterday, which was uh, Vladimir Putin needs to be arrested, tried, convicted, and executed. And uh, oddly enough, when when I mentioned that someone around him might need to, I don't know, take him out of our misery... A couple of things have happened. There was a uh, person who is uh, higher up in Russia who's offered a million dollars for his arrest. 
And then uh, Lindsey Graham, of all people, Lindsey Graham said that he wants to see Vladimir Putin uh, killed by somebody real close to him. I mean, of all people, Lindsey Graham, I know I'm, I'm as surprised as you are. Lindsey Graham is normally so, you know, uh, I don't know, not exactly uh, the guy you'd expect to win in a bar fight. I'll just put it that way. Here is uh, Lindsey Graham suggesting that, uh, that somebody do an A2 Brute to uh, Vladimir Putin. Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. Now, um, a lot of people are a little torn on this, um, <laughs> uh, particularly those who are in Russia. Um, <laughs> Graham's call for Putin to be assassinated drew a stern rebuke from Russia, oddly enough, with Ambassador Antonov accusing him of inciting terrorism. Uh, you know, like the, not like the terrorism of, I don't know, uh, bombing uh, uh, civilian targets, including daycare centers and hospitals and apartments or, or a nuclear power plant. I mean, nothing like, you know, I mean, certainly what Lindsey Graham said was much worse than what Vladimir Putin is doing to the people of Ukraine and the country of Ukraine. Uh, that said, Andro Antonov said, I find the statement of the American politician, oh, sorry, I should do a Russian accent. I find the statement of American politician unacceptable and outrageous. Stolichnaya, Dozbidanya, Chernobyl. Uh, the degree of Russophobia and hatred in the U.S. toward Russia is off the charts. It's unbelievable. That, well, I wonder why. It's unbelievable that a senator for a country that promotes its moral values has a guiding star. And I think right now, yeah, pretty much guiding the star. You're at the bottom there, Rusi. Uh, for all mankind could afford to call for terrorism as a way to achieve Washington's goals in the international arena. Quote, it's getting really scary for the fate of the United States, which has such irresponsible and unprofessional politicians at the helm. Well, I won't, uh, I won't disagree with you on that point there, but not for uh, the same reasons. We demand official explanations and decisive condemnation of this American's uh, criminal statements, is what the uh, Russian guy says as they continue to bomb and murder people, uh, innocent people, which is, you know, kind of the way they do things in, uh, in Putin's Russia. Oh, and also, by the way, Joe Biden is looking to spend more than $10 billion in American taxpayer money to protect the borders of Ukraine as he spends uh, $6 million every day not to build the wall along our southern border. So there you go. Oh, and here's, here's the uh, dear leader yesterday, President Doofy, as I like to call him, talking about uh, Russia bombing Russian cities. He made a little slip there. But I want you to listen to uh, the most powerful man in the world. Just listen to the way he talks. In the State of the Union address, I announced that the Department of Justice is going after the crimes of Russian oligarchs. Attorney General spoke to that earlier, and who uh, lined their pockets with Russian people's money. And uh, while Ukraine and the people are hiding in, uh, in, uh, in subway from missiles that are being fired indiscriminately in Russian cities. In Russian cities. Okay, let's let's hear that again. This is the leader of the free world, President Doofy. And subway from missiles that are being fired indiscriminately in Russian cities. 
Yeah. Um, anybody holding their breath that this is going to be solved by the Biden administration? Anybody? Anybody? So Biden is not going to uh, ban Russian oil. Um, they said we uh, don't have a strategic interest in reducing the uh, global supply of energy. This is according to Jen Psaki. And uh, that would uh, raise prices at the pump for the American people. She shifted blame to oil companies for not doing more to increase U.S. production, despite the fact uh, they got rid of the Keystone XL pipeline shutdown exploration on federal lands. Nancy Pelosi said she's cool with not buying oil from Russia, but she is not cool with opening up oil on federal lands, which means that you and I own it. I thought you should know that. You and I, as citizens of the country, we own it. The federal government works for us. Thought you should know about that. But uh, there was a lot of stupid yesterday, a great deal of stupid said yesterday. Here is uh, Senator Ron Johnson not saying stupid stuff, talking about uh, the fuel war and the XL pipeline and what could be done by the Biden administration that would prevent us from having to spend so much to fill our cars. Again, the Democrats have a war on fossil fuel. They want to they end it. Uh, they're doing everything they can to make sure that you can't even invest in the oil and gas industry. That, that's not incentivizing to make that investment to open up the spigots. I uh, just heard yesterday from yeah. the, the senators who state the Keystone XL pipeline going through that that project is dead they're actually pulling up pipe from the ground that yeah listen to this listen to this you know i don't know how many billions that, that got sunk into that but they realized that uh, with the, the opposition from democrats uh, that keystone XL pipeline yeah. is dead that's not going to be revived but again that's all because of democrat policies democrat governance that's what got us into this mess our dependence on foreign yeah. oil we were we were energy independent we're not under the biden administration and the damned biden ex- administration knows it All of these academics, all of these bureaucrats, they know exactly what they're doing. And I'll explain in just a moment with our energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, and our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Here's a little bit more from Senator Ron Johnson saying that Joe Biden is, as the Russians like to say, and have said of Joe Biden, that he is compromat, which means compromised. Are there conflicts of interest here? that are evident in in Joe Biden's uh, life and family that is dictating his decision-making here? Well, that's my concern. You know, we, we don't know all of his foreign financial entanglements. We certainly showed the indication that he had a vast web of them. But I tell you who does know, Russian intelligence, Chinese intelligence. Is, is that why he lifted the sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which was, again, one, one of the factors in emboldening and tempting Putin to invade Ukraine? No, yeah, no, just because Hunter Biden flew on Air Force Two when Joe Biden was the vice president and went to China and insisted a number of times did he not have Secret Service details so he could go around and he could meet with a lot of Chinese officials and he came back managing a $1.5 billion hedge fund even though he has no experience with $1.5 billion hedge funds and of course also being on the board of directors of Burisma gas company in Ukraine where he got a million dollars a year even though there's no record of ever being in Ukraine or knowing anything about the oil and gas business and oddly enough those are our two biggest rivals right now Russia and China. Huh. Weird. Huh. What is is China China know is that why he canceled the China initiative to make sure that they don't steal our intellectual property is that why we don't know where the Wuhan virus came from from our university systems again I think Tony Boblinski was right President Biden is dramatically significantly compromised we just don't know to what extent yeah compromised or bent over you know either way he's uh, you know 
compromised. He's he's compromised. Here is uh, Jennifer Grandholm. She is our uh, uh, energy secretary. She's kind of cute. She's got this little bob, and you know, and seriously, she hasn't put gas in her car in years, you know, because she's a typical bureaucrat or academic who, you know, they don't live like you and me. They don't live like you and me. Here she is being uh, spoken to. This is back in uh, November of last year when gas prices were under $3 a gallon, uh, being uh, interviewed by uh, Bloomberg, Bloomberg, and uh, she laughed about uh, gas prices going up. In Sturgis, Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the grand home plan to Listen. increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Would that oh boy. I had the magic wand on this? As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday. Yeah, yeah and you know what OPEC meant to us when Donald Trump was in the uh, in the White House? They meant D-word for Richard to us. Going to increase beyond what they were already planning. Yeah, and here is uh, Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary yesterday, uh, saying that they are exploring all options except for making us energy independence again, which would solve everything. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact. You really don't need to question yourself if you're going, are these people incompetent? You really don't need to because they're showing their abject incompetence. There is no doubt about it. There is no debate about it. If you listen to them speak, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Impact of rising energy prices, and we're working through. We're working through an energy transition. Go teach a class. Just go teach a damned class where you can introduce yourself to the class with your pronouns. And we've got to start by adding energy. And the reality is, we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We really? Okay. Well, tell me real quick. And I just this is just me, you know. I'm a I'm a Midwesterner. I'm from Iowa. I need to know where I can get the electric powered combines. Uh, the big tractors, the four-wheel tractors, tractor trailers also. Are there any wind-powered uh, tractor trailers out there? And, you know, I'm going to be flying to uh, Baltimore very soon. And uh, do we have any uh, solar-powered jet engines that could fly me and a couple of hundred other people in a, in a jet? If you could just do that real quick, then I'm completely down with getting rid of fossil fuel. And then also, just uh, you know, so you know, a transgender woman living in Ukraine wants to get out of the country amid the Russian invasion, but uh, Z Famalu's passport says male. And the 31-year-old noted to CBS News, there's no way Ukrainian border can let me through. There's no way. So uh, identifying as female uh, isn't going to help you if uh, men ages 18 to 60 are prohibited from leaving the country. Now, this person could swim for the University of Pennsylvania swim team, but apparently cannot get out of... Uh, out of uh, Ukraine. And uh, Famelu said, uh, this is not a very rainbow-friendly place. Life for trans people are very bleak here. Hey, and I understand that. I understand that. But um, apparently won't get you across the border. Um, moving on here, we're going to get into uh, Ron DeSantis. Now, Ron DeSantis said two days ago to some kids standing on stage behind him that you could take the masks off. You don't need to have masks on when you're on stage with me. And he said, uh, no COVID theater. And then he turned around to the microphone. And the uh, mainstream media, including uh, Joe Scarborough, who is inflatable as his wife is, his hair is inflatable. She's, you know, her whole body is inflatable. Uh, he went bananas on it. The mainstream media went bananas on Ron.
Ron DeSantis suggesting that cloth masks are worthless, which was just proved, actually. We know definitively that cloth masks are really stupid and pointless. And as I have said from, um, let me see, I guess about April of 2020, that masks were nothing more than political theater and were meant to broadcast fear. I also mentioned that 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020. It was an election year and Donald Trump was president. And everything needed to be conflated to be the worst. The worst, the worst, the worst ever. And so uh, masks were used to broadcast fear. Otherwise, Anthony Fauci, in the month of, I think it was April 2020, wouldn't have gone to the Nationals game and thrown out the first pitch and sat maskless in the stands. Uh, And Nancy Pelosi wouldn't have gone and gotten her hair done in a salon where all of the other salons in the state of California were shut down. And uh, and Nancy Pelosi was able to go in and get her hair done and not wear a mask, even though she is an elderly woman. So uh, nonsense. Another domino that's going to fall is the nonsense of mandatory vaccines. Unfortunately, 1,500 service members have been discharged over Biden's military vaccine mandate. When Republicans take over the Congress in November, I hope and pray that all of uh, the military members who've been discharged because of this stupid mandate get all of their back pay. Uh, are reinstated in full rank, and that uh, Lloyd Austin and General Milley are summarily fired. There you go. There you go. Now let's talk about Ron DeSantis, the governor who is uh, polling second with regard to uh, a presidential run um, to Donald Trump. And, you know, while he is very popular, he's very wonderful, he's still 50 points behind Donald Trump. But here is Ron DeSantis at an appearance a couple days ago. There were some high school kids being uh, forced to wear masks behind him, and the governor told him uh, about the idiocy of the masks. Not calling the kids idiots, just saying, take them off, it's all about theater. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. He says this is COVID theater. If you want to wear them, then fine, but this is ridiculous. Then he uh, turns to the podium with a heavy sigh after seeing a bunch of kids who have been brainwashed into wearing stupid masks. All right. Well, it's good to be at USF. There you go. Now, here is the media's reaction to Ron DeSantis saying such a horrible thing about cloth masks that have been proven to be a joke. Wow. Lord, where was that guy raised? So mean. I mean, serious. No, I'm serious. Was that That guy raised in a barn? Seriously, this is this is a question I ask. You know, they sound like bad 80s morning zoo radio. You know, like the wake up the morning zoo or something where there's the main guy who's kind of arrogant, pompous, whatever, and the giggle box female over here who just kind of chimes in. All they need is another guy who's like the stunt boy. Uh, let's let's hear it again. This is a lot like 80s bad radio. Where was that guy raised? So mean. I mean, serious. No, I'm serious. Was that- hey, Mika, you got the Hollywood dish this morning. Go ahead and do the Hollywood dish for us. Stunt boy is out. He's he's getting ready to uh, jump off a, a high board on a bicycle. Raised in a barn? This is a question I asked. Who raised him? This is the governor of your state, and it's televised. <laughs> like, you're on video. It's going to go everywhere. These kids are at an age where people already tease and bully and, like, now you just, you saw that girl, like, scrambling. To uh, usually the kids wearing the masks bully the kids who don't. Take hers off. Like, what do I do? I, I just found to say that to a bunch of 
minors. One kid looked at them. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can tell those kids that if they're black, they will never succeed because of institutional racism. And if they're white, they are evil people. And you could also say that they can identify as any, gen- uh, you know, any gender or a giraffe if they want to. But don't tell them that masks are kind of stupid. Shut up. Yeah, I like that. There, there were some kids that did not take off their masks. And I thought that's damn yeah. good parenting right there. Yeah, that's really good brainwashing. I mean, parenting. Here is uh, Ron DeSantis responding last night. None of the adults were wearing masks, and it seemed to me that someone told those kids they had to do it. So I just wanted to make it very clear, they do not need to be doing it. Obviously, in Florida, it's a free state. You can do it. But I think it's also important to point out that there's no reason to do it uh, for for young and healthy kids, especially. Yes, if you are you have comorbidities or you're elderly, an N95 mask is probably a good idea. Otherwise, they're worthless. In the state of Florida, we never had a mask mandate, of course, but our guidance from our health department is not to wear these cloth masks. And I think it needs to be said because people have been lied to for two years. And so I was, uh, I didn't want it to be thinking that like they were told to do this by me because I certainly wouldn't do that. And you know, they talk about, oh, by letting someone have a choice to take off their mask and welcoming that choice, that that's somehow bullying. Tucker, bullying is locking kids out of school. Ding, 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 ding. Which they did. Bullying is forcing kids to wear masks for eight hours a day, which they did for two ding, years. Ding, 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 ding. And are only stopping now because the polling's changed. Uh, bullying is kicking people out of work because of vaccine mandates. We fought all of those policies in Florida. We lifted people up and we liberated them from local school boards and governments that imposed them. Anybody who knows me knows that I hate wasting time. In the morning when I do my show prep, don't talk to me. I've got too much on my plate. And so the last thing I need is to have to go to the post office. Do a run to the post office. Uh, have you tried stamps.com? Are you still paying full price for postage? Are you still going to the post office? You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from UPS, USPS, and more. Stamps.com saves thousands of hours and tons of money every year. Simply use your computer. Print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get up to 40% discount off of post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Huge! Not to mention, Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. There's no risk, and with my promo code, Newsmax, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the home page type in newsmax that's stamps.com promo code newsmax stamps.com never go to the post office again chicago mayor Lori lightfoot blocked a columbus statue deal and berated uh, lawyers with obscene remarks apparently she's such a nice person beetlejuice 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 Anyway, she, uh, she blocked a deal the Chicago Park District made with an Italian-American group to allow a Christopher Columbus statue to be displayed in a parade and made obscene remarks aimed at government lawyers during a contentious meeting, a high-ranking lawyer alleged in a lawsuit that's filed against the, uh, the city. 
Lightfoot learned about the plan. Uh, there was a guy there, apparently, who was a part of this thing. His name was, oh, let me try to pronounce his name here, uh, Smirinotis, I guess, is the guy's uh, name bringing the lawsuit. Anyway, uh, after a meeting, uh, at a meeting, this guy alleges Lightfoot proceeded to berate and defame the lawyers and ask them, where did you go to law school? Did you even go to law school? Do you even have a law license? I could ask the same of you. Uh, who presides over a city that uh, is you know, breaking records for murder and rape and carjacking uh, and, uh, and untold damage from Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Lightfoot told them that they had to submit their pleadings to a city lawyer for approval and were told not to F anything with the statue without my approval. Get that bleeping statue back before noon tomorrow or I'm going to have you fired, Lightfoot said, according to the complaint. Here's where it gets really big. Uh, Lightfoot, and I guess she uh, identifies as transgender. Lightfoot also made obscene comments to uh, Smeria Notice or whatever his name is, uh, according to the lawsuit, which alleges she called them the D word for Richard and asked, what the F were you thinking? Uh, you make some kind of secret agreement with Italians. Hey, you make agreements with Italians. What well, you don't? You don't do that in my city, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I, you know who I am? I'm Lori freaking Lightfoot. Yeah, you know, Lori freaking Lightfoot, the woman who's ruining the city. Don't mess with me. Anyway, uh, back to her quote. Uh, you are out there stroking your D word over the Columbus statue. D word for Richard. I am trying to get, uh, keep Chicago police officers from being shot, and you are trying to get them shot, Lightfoot said, according to the complaint. She said, are you ready for this? Are you ready? This is where I think she's identifying as transgender. My D word for Richard is bigger than yours and the Italians. Did you hear what she just said? All you Italian Chicagoans are listening who are guys and have been guys since birth, or maybe you identify as a woman, but you still have your man parts. She's saying you have small man parts. She says, her D word is bigger than uh, yours and the Italians. I have the biggest D word in Chicago. (laughs) Oh, that is just fantastic. That is just fantastic. Oh, my lordy. Lordy, 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 lordy. Now, I had mentioned earlier in the week, Wisconsin uh, Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections held an informal hearing featuring an ex-Supreme Court justice from the state of Wisconsin, and his name is Cableman, Michael Cableman. Michael Cableman went and interviewed families alongside their infirmed relatives at nursing homes, one of them a 104-year-old. Some of these people lost the ability to vote uh, 20 years ago. Some of them, uh, one of them was at least in hospice at the time and was able to vote because uh, Democrat operatives got into the nursing homes and brought ballots and uh, voted for Joe Biden. Now, uh, in just a moment, it's going to make a difference to you uh, what kind of impact this had. But in nursing homes where, you know, as many, maybe even more than half of the people there are not able to vote, are not able to make the decision to vote, uh, 95 to 100 percent turnout in nursing homes voting for Joe Biden, voting for Democrats. You want to say that there's no voter fraud? Bring it! Okay? Bring it. Now, here is the uh, former Supreme Court Justice Michael Cableman, uh, who has called for a a revocation, a decertification of the vote, talking about what he discovered when he did a little bit of journalism, just a little bit of research. That's all it takes. You hear that mainstream media? The main findings, the main findings of the report 
relate to a very simple and straightforward plan on the part of a relatively few number of people that they did here in Wisconsin, especially in our five largest cities. By the way, uh, Dinesh D'Souza at the bottom of next hour talking about his new movie about voter fraud, 2,000 Mules. But that they replicated in many, many states throughout the country. And the simple plan was this, that Mark Zuckerberg wanted to defeat Donald Trump. And so he and his wife, Nothing to see here. Just a left-leading oligarch who has a penchant for banning conservative speech, giving almost a half a billion dollars to Democrat get-out-the-vote efforts. Put in about $400 million to the efforts, of which they gave about $330 million to a Chicago private entity called the Center for Tech and Civic Life, which was started and is run by all former Obama staffers, all trained, all trained in get out the vote. It's almost like they were community organizers. Now, now why it's significant that their training and background is in Obama get out the vote is because the way that Center for Tech and Civic Life came into Wisconsin was to promise money to keep Wisconsin citizens safe from COVID. Oh, they used COVID as a, as an excuse to get into nursing homes that families weren't able to visit their their relatives. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that just diabolical and borderline evil? Isn't that just isn't that just nice? You should be proud if you're a Democrat. You should be proud that 81 million people voted for Joe Biden, even if they didn't know they voted. Even though nobody asked for any money. No city had said that they were without money for COVID safety. The Federal CARES Act and the state grants were all covering COVID safety just fine. They didn't need money for COVID safety. Huh. And that, that's given the proof. The proof for that is found they wound up spending less than 1% of the $10 million that they got. They, they spent less than 1% of that on COVID safety. The rest was all a get-out-the-vote campaign for the Biden. Remember, these are the five biggest Democrats-controlled cities in our state. Uh Each of the mayors is a Democrat. Each of the mayors is motivated to defeat Donald Trump and elect Joe Biden. They call it a grant, but it was not a grant. They said this wasn't a grant. This was more like an employment or an agency relationship. Welcome to the Soviet Union. Because the mayors of those five cities rented out the power and authority of the elections administration apparatus of their cities to get out the vote for Joe Biden. People need to go to jail. They need to go to jail for a very long time. I uh, liken stealing someone's vote right up there behind murder. And I absolutely mean that 100%. Worlds are changed because of elections. Countries are destroyed. People die when election fraud happens. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. He lost a fair and secure election. The most secure election in American history. Really? All those of you volunteered and worked the polls... You deserve a special thanks from the entire nation.
This one mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. He's not alone. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. Leaving no fingerprints. Unbelievable. Snapping photos to get paid. <laughs> A coordinated ring of illegal vote harvesting all the key states where the election was decided. They've delivered us a clear victory. I cannot wait Game over. to see this movie. 2,000 Mules, Dinesh D'Souza's latest offering. Dinesh D'Souza is on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, sir, and welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I got to tell you, I am thrilled that you're making this into a movie. Before we get into it, where's the premiere? Because I want to be there. <laughs> well, we're, <laughs> we're planning all that now. The movie will be okay. ready at the end of April, so we'll oh. look for it in the beginning of May. Um, right. The theaters are not really quite back to normal, so although I gotcha. like to release my movies in the theater, most likely we'll do, um, we'll do some days with theatrical buyouts and things like that. Yeah. But we will then, I'm just going to then make it really easy for people to go on a website, one click, you know, pay 10 bucks or whatever, watch the movie. I, I can't wait. And I remember I, I saw the FOIA request that got uh, uh, video released in the state of Georgia with regard to mules, mules actually going out and bringing multiple ballots to multiple locations time and time again. Tell us about some of the video you have, how you got the video, and for those who doubt that uh, the election was stolen in 2020, or at least gigantic fraud took place, would you explain to our listeners? Yeah, this notion that this was the most secure election, that there are no credible uh, accounts of, not fraud, but widespread coordinated fraud of such a magnitude that it can, could easily have made the difference between Trump and Biden or between the parties, um, we're going to completely settle that issue with this movie. Um, I've been a little bit quiet on the election um, fraud issue, mainly because... I've been discontented with the fact that typically on our side we've had kind of suspicions. I think this is hap what happened, and, you know, the machines must have switched the votes, and maybe the Chinese did it. And so, but there's been a disappointing kind of lack of definitive proof. And what excited me about this project, and quite honestly, I've got to give credit to True the Vote, which yes. is a Texas-based uh, research organization that's you know, it's been in the voter fraud investigation business for 10 years. They, too, Catherine Engelbrecht, who runs the group, was quiet about voter fraud in the aftermath of the election. Why? Because she was looking for a way to sort of bust it. And they've come up with an ingenious uh, research technique. By the way, the videos are like the icing on the cake. Oh, the yeah. real key to this is geo-tracking. And, yes. um, and that's going to be the heart and soul of the movie, although we have a heck of a lot of video, too.
So, okay, and I've seen some of the video. The video, literally, people going to one ballot location, one box, time and time again, they were being videotaped. I saw people putting ballots into the box, wearing rubber gloves, then turning around and removing the gloves and throwing them in the trash. That's how unbelievable this is. Uh, tell me about that and also the geo-tracking, because uh, you were able to track, they were able to track the people who were mules hauling ballots in mass. Go ahead. So let's talk about the video first. Um, True the Vote is in possession of four million minutes of video. So that's a lot of video. And that's a lot of, of visual proof. And of course, if you're making a movie about it, as, as we're doing, and uh, we convince them that the best way to deliver this sort of payload is through the silo, through the missile of a movie. Uh, because it puts everything together. It makes it difficult. If you put it out like piecemeal, the left will jump on it and go, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. Oh, here they come again. No, we're going to put it all together in such a way that you're going to look at it, and I think everybody's just going to go, wow, because, um, because um, you're going to see it. You know, it's kind of like watching the guys breaking into Fort Knox. Now, yeah. where the geo-tracking comes in is it's that's sort of the equivalent of DNA or fingerprint evidence. It's obviously the fingerprint evidence not of you, but of your cell phone. So every cell phone has a distinctive ID, and that ID links the, the cell phone to the owner of the cell phone. Now, obviously, I could give my cell phone to my wife, and she could be at the scene of the crime, but it's still my phone. And so what the geo-tracking does is it tracks not just the location of a phone, but the movement of a phone. And so what True the Vote did, which is, I think, a genius move, is they, they did a geofence, a kind of a circle, around the mail-in drop boxes in all the key areas, five counties in five key states, and now, you know, you can guess what they are, but I could yeah. happily tell you what they are. And they essentially got, in the two weeks leading up to the election, the entire cell phone traffic that occurred around these drop boxes, every cell phone, 10 trillion pings. And then we sorted it. We sorted through this data to pick only the most egregious offenders, people who had gone, for example, in Fulton County, Georgia, to 10 drop boxes or more. So if some mule went to five drop boxes, that guy is too, too small time for us. We didn't even track him. We're only counting the most egregious offenders, and we already have 2,000 mules. And also, I uh, understood that there was a whistleblower who came forward and was paid, uh, I think it was like $40,000. Uh, this was not small potatoes. They were being paid, you know, a pretty substantial amount of money to drop off. And I guess this kind of makes sense, uh, Dinesh, that the voting counting stopped in five battleground states at precisely the exact right time and then all these absentee ballots came in the next morning and uh, they were uh, largely in favor of joe biden isn't that weird how that happens well there are there are and this goes beyond you know the scope of the movie there are so many odd and unexplained and i would call them anomalous facts about the election uh, you know, you could almost fill a, you know, a, a book with, with a list oh, yes. of these and, and spell them out. Um, and, and what we do in the movie, I think, is something kind of unique, which is instead of throwing the kitchen sink at the audience, we just zoom in. It, it's kind of like saying, listen, you know, I don't know. You committed a murder. I don't really know what your motive was. You could have five different motives. 
uh, and I don't really know where you got the gun, but here I've got you at the scene of the crime, and here are your fingerprints, and, you know, and here's your DNA, and here's you breaking through the window. So you know what? You did it. There might be some questions I can't answer, and maybe you did some other things I don't know about, but one thing I can tell you is that this particular crime you committed. This is uh, remarkable. Now, I'm assuming you also saw the uh, testimony of uh, ex-Supreme Court Justice of Wisconsin, Michael Gableman, and the 91 nursing facilities in five Zuckerberg-funded counties, uh, cities that are run by Democrats, uh, 95 to 100 percent voter participation in nursing homes in the state of Wisconsin. This is blockbuster stuff. It's really insidious. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Well, I love the fact that Gableman took the trouble to go to those nursing homes and interview, um, you know, in some cases virtually comatose patients, uh, patients who clearly and visibly are in no position to cast a ballot, probably had no idea that they had, quote, voted. Uh, It appears like somebody else may or must have filled out the ballot for them. So, yeah, this is all kind of bombshell stuff. It's interesting how the media is ignoring it and trying to put it aside. And uh, that's why I think it's really important. Uh, The reason that the movie is such a wonderful mechanism for delivering this is that when movies go in theaters, they can't be stopped. Um, And then so we want to make this a a film that is available not just to the whole country but to the whole world because this nagging question isn't going to go away. There's so many other questions in our political um, uh, debate that hinge on this question. For example, take January 6th. They're saying, oh, these guys were little Robert E. Lees. They came to do an insurrection. They came to do a coup. No, they actually came because they felt that the election was being stolen and no one was adjudicating it. No one was addressing it. No one was providing answers. And so, you know, this movie in part is going to be a stunning vindication that the suspicions of those people were actually dead on. Dinesh D'Souza, I've been saying for a long time that dissent is not disinformation. And I think uh, that any time that the mainstream media, big social media and the Democrat Party all say in unison uh, what you are saying is disinformation, you know, and you, sir, know that you're telling the truth. That's what verifies it. And I got to tell you something. Here's a little tidbit. And that is that I put out this trailer about three weeks ago. Now, I didn't even put it on Facebook or YouTube, because those are bogus <laughs> platforms. You know, yes. this, it's essentially <coughs> to say anything on the subject, even if accurate, and perhaps especially if it's accurate, it violates their guidelines, and so they'll throw you off those platforms. So I'm like, forget it. I'll just put the, uh, we'll have a website, which is 2000mules.com. I'd actually urge people to watch the trailer there and also oh, yes. sign up for our email blast, because that's a way for me to circumvent the censorship. But it's on Rumble, and it's got two million hits on there in a short time. And guess what? There's not a single fact check on this trailer. Now, this is a topic on which you normally say something. If I say something in 15 yeah. minutes, they're like, oh, this is wrong. This is erroneous, blah, blah, blah. But dead silence about it. And you know why? Because I think these fact checkers and guys on the left, they look at the trailer, and they basically go, oh, crap. Uh, because <laughs> there it is on video. What are you saying? This is not even my video. This is the official video that's coming from the states themselves. Well, you know, you're, you're going through a lot of information, and I think this could be one of the first times in history that the movie is, uh, is made before the book is written, because I have a funny feeling you might write a book about this. 
Uh, <laughs> but I got to tell you, I well, can't wait. For sure, to but see you know it. the the thing the two complement each other. I always do a book with my movies because there's so much yes. information, and we yes. do, although we do densely pack it in in the movie. The movie's ninety minutes, so oh, and yes. a movie's also got to be a narrative and entertaining and a, and a moving and an inspiring experience. So a movie in that sense is a story, but a book can be a kind of thoroughly documented, almost like a legal brief. And so I'm, I'm, the book is going to have like the chapter and oh, verse. Yeah. And you're right, it's going to come out a couple of months after the movie, yeah, but it's yeah. going to add to the movie. I can't wait to see the movie. I'm actually going to be in the Baltimore area in uh, May. Uh, are you, where are you? Are you in the D.C. area? Where are you? Well, I live in Texas, but we'll open oh, okay, the movie, okay. obviously, nationwide. Well, wherever you, if you decide you want to do a, a premiere, I, I, I would think about coming. I wish you the best with it, Dinesh. I think this is blockbuster stuff, and I want to thank you for having the bravery and the tenacity to go after the people who would say that you are uh, spreading disinformation or misinformation. You're a truth teller, and you'll go down in history as that. Best of luck with the movie, 2000mules.com. You are also on Getter. You are on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, any, anything I'm forgetting, sir? No, that's all good stuff. And check out my podcast, too. I now do a daily podcast just called the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. It's available audio and video. And, and then look for the movie in, in a couple of months. I have been checking out your podcast. I'm looking forward to The Fog of War. haven't listened to it yet, but I've got it right in front of me. <laughs> so uh, awesome. thanks, for every, thanks for everything you do. 2000mules.com, Dinesh D'Souza. We'll have you on before the movie opens, okay? Look forward to it. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.